to save us and sanctify us and make us your home people to live for your glory. We're grateful. Truly, truly grateful. And this morning, we ask, as we get together in your word, you will make this love to find all dimension of its expression to meet everybody at the very point of their need. Spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, material. Every need will be met today by the expression of your great love in this place. Thank you, Father, because you will do beyond our asking. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody says amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, our text is Ephesians chapter 2, the book of Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to be looking at it together from verse 8. The Bible says, for by grace are ye saved through faith and not of what and not of yourself. It is the grace or the gift of God. Verse 9 says, not of works, lest any man should boast. Look to me that Paul is saying this so that you and I, we not have a reason for boasting. And then you know that as human, we have reason to boast of what we have achieved, of what we, of what we have, even if what we have is given. Imagine a father giving a car to a son, and that guy just take the car, and then he was boasting around and flashing it, and they're oppressing everybody with a car that he was, he was given. Same is if you're walking in a place and maybe they give you an official car, you have a tendency to boast. If you're given, if you win a lottery, you will also boast. Man has tendency to boast with, uh, you know, to boast of everything that is in his care. And so Paul knew very well that you and I has the tendency to boast of our salvation and then oppress those who are not saved. You know, the Jews, God showed, God showed Abraham favor, showed him mercy. He called him. And the Jews' children, they came into this favor and the mercy of God. And they were still oppressing the Gentiles. And were boasting. And were looking at them as unclean, as a people that are outcast. Now, forgetting that they were all the same, and God just showed them mercy. So Paul, who was a Jew, a Pharisee, a doctor of law, now you can, you can understand his mind for saying this and for writing this because he was fully aware of these tendencies. And he said, for by grace you were saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Actually, the boasting of the Jews is how much of the law they keep. Praise God. He said, for we are his workmanship. Is there referring to God? Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained, that we should walk in them. And let's read verse 11 so that we can give this, um, our text, which is verse 10, our main text, the context that it should have. First, it said, Wherefore, remember, that's important, that ye being in time past, or in time past, Gentiles in the flesh who are called on circumcision. By that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Praise God. Now, why do I read verse 11? Because verse 10 says that God ordained good work beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, why did I read verse 11? Because we are his workmanship. 
we are new creatures. And when we find the new, there is a tendency that there is a hold. And so verse 11 said, those of us who had the new, we should remember that we have a hold. We have a past. So Ephesians is talking about past, present, and future. Now, from verse 1, it was talking about our past. That we were dead in trespasses and sin. And then he also made mention of our present, that now we have been quickened and we are alive. So, to be born, or the word born, that as it is in my topic, is talking about the new creature. It's talking about our present status. Also referring indirectly to the fact that we were, we had a past. And our past, we were dead. Our past, we were written completely off. We have a broken, a severe relationship with God. And that made us a people that is doomed. That made us a people that has no hope. We had no connection with God. But God in his infinite mercy, in his, as it is also seen in verse 2, let's see verse 2 and 3. He said, we are here in time past, you walk according to the course of this world, and according to the prince of the power of the hair, the spirit, and now walk in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in time past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. That's a huge one. That's a big one for us. By nature children of wrath. There is nothing. Now, you, a trash is a trash, and a trash is meant to be born. Now, even if you buy your milk, and your milk came with a beautiful thing, that thing is a trash. What you need in that, in, 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 in what you need is the milk. And when you are done with the milk, you will trash the thing. No matter how beautiful. No matter how, buy a beautiful, a, 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 buy a biscuit that is beautifully wrapped. That wrap is a trash. The Bible says here, no matter what we have, no matter what we do, no matter who we are, outside Christ, we are by nature children of God. We are by nature That's a very serious one. And no wonder Romans says, Romans chapter 8, I mean chapter 5, is verse 8. It said, God commended his love towards us in this situation. Are you with me somebody this morning? He's taking you somewhere. And he said in verse 3, he said, among whom also we have, he said, but, verse 4, he said, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. And had raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ, that in the age to come he might shield the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ. For by grace we are saved. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. It is the grace of God, it is the love of God, it is the mercy of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Now look at all that. Look at our position. Look at our faith. F-A-T-E-S. And look at how God, because of his mercy and his great love, stepped in to help us out. And you are brought out. And that was what it means to be born. Then brought out for what? For fun? No. Brought out for what? He said, for good work. Let somebody say good work. And I want to deal with that this morning. When it comes to the subject of our salvation and good work, there are two serious errors that plague the church. I want, I, want, I want to talk about that before we move. Number one is that, is that error that teaches that in order to gain enough merit for salvation, we must add our good work. To what Christ did. That in order to gain salvation, we must have what? 
Under this view, you can never know for sure whether or not you are saved. You know why? You don't know your good work balance. Praise God. The other error is that is of the view that by grace, through faith alone, a person may believe in Christ as Savior, but there may not be a life of good work that follows. And that is why what Paul was challenging in the Jews on that day. He said, you guys are always shouting, we are children of Abraham. We are children of Abraham. He said, stop it. He said, bring forth fruit. What of what? Repentance. And stop saying, you know, we have a lot of faith confession, and we have a lot of, I am this, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus that is not living a righteous life. And Paul was saying that that's not the case. If, and like Jesus said, he said, make a tree good. And then what will happen to his fruit? It will be good. Praise God. Make a tree good, what will happen to his fruit? It will be good. So when you become born again, you are born again to have and exhibit new fruits. And that's why the Bible said the fruit of the spirit. And then it contrasts it with the work of the flesh. So when we say we are born for good, we are born for good work, we are born for serious things. What is, what is good work saying in this place? You know, Paul and Timothy talk about good work and faith from different perspectives. We're saying the same thing. Praise God. Is it Paul and Timothy? Paul and James, I beg your pardon. James said, where is your faith without your work? Paul said, your faith didn't come because of your good work. It come as a result of the grace of God. Did you get that now? In other words, we were saved by the grace of God, but we are not saved by the grace of God to jettison good work. Praise God. But the way we do good work as saved people and to the end, the end towards which we do good work matters. What is the end of our good work as a, as a born again Christian? The glory of God. Now, the end of your good work as a natural man may be for your promotion. Hello? In fact, it could even be for seed time and harvest. And you know, I see time I have it, it's in the Bible. Praise God. Whatever you do, that you receive. So you can do good work because you want to receive good work. That's why some people will attend somebody's birthday and will attend another person's birthday. And say, I can't, why will I attend his birthday? He didn't attend mine. Praise God. So he attend yours. You want to attend his so that again, he can attend yours. Pastor K just said something that. I hired Dr. Odishote. Now, why wouldn't I? We were both serving the same master and gathering into the same band, irrespective of our umbrella name in terms of ministry. We are gathering into the same band. You don't understand that? So if I introduce Dr. Odishote to a platform that come to me, why did that platform come to me in the first place? To be able to gather into the band of the one who has called us and thrown us into the field. Are you listening to me? Now, if Dr. Oshete will do better than high on that platform to bring more fruit into the band, why not? To whose glory, Dr. Oshete? No. To my glory? No. To the glory of the one who picked us and sent us into the field to gather a singular harvest for him. Are you with me? So, the understanding that will help you. So, if, that, if I'm not said to be selfless because of that, really, I'm not really selfless because of that. What actually was behind my operation is an understanding of what we are doing and what we're born to do. Did you get it? That's not to, that's not to play down on what Pastor K said. But to just say that what you are saying on the house side is engineered by an understanding 
in the mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be not conformed to the systems of this world. So this world does good work so that it can come back to us. We do good work so that it can take glory to our God. You don't get that now. So with that understanding, you do good work freely. Not for, you don't do it for self-aggrandizement. You don't do it because you're going to be pat on the back. You don't do it because somebody's going to say, well done. You do it because it's going to give, take glory to God. Originally, you know, you remember that verse was said. It said, good work that was ordained for us, hello, to walk in. When God created man, he had these things in mind. When the fall came in, this thing was hot. And God put a system in place to return the man that he created, the man that he created, back to the path that he wants him to walk in. So we are to walk in the path that God ordained us to walk in, and that path is good work to the glory of his name. Now, when you look at the, at the book of Ephesians, this is what it is all about. In an overview format, if you look at the book of Ephesians, Paul began, and in verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 1, he said, right from the, let's see Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1. Paul mentioned that. He said, according as he had chosen, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be worth holy. Every say, tell somebody, holiness is good work. And say, good work is holy. Now, you may now do it in an unholy way, with an unholy motive. Are you with me? Did you get it now? Like I said, you can give somebody because you want to have back. Bible says, Amaziah walked with God, but not with a what? Perfect heart. Praise God. So God, so Paul told us that this is what it is all about from the beginning. That is, according to the eternal purpose of God, our predestination, our adoption, verse 5 says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ, to himself, according to the good will of his pleasure. Good work is his good will. Good work is his good pleasure. Now, not only uh, is good work for us to work in alone, good work is also for the creation to work in. And that's why the Bible says in Psalm 19 that the son is singing, is speaking. Day unto day, they are uttering speech. For all of them giving glory to God. When the fall took place, it disturbed things. Creation also was no longer bringing glory to God as he ought to bring. God said, I'm going to restore this thing. And that's the essence of redemption. So both creation and we are to work in good work. God crafted creation. God designed creation. God crafted you. God crafted I so that all of us we work in good pleasure and I mean in good work. And good work I said means his pleasure. Good work I said means his will. So when you are praying for the will of God, you are praying for good work. You are praying to be able to work in good work. When you are seeking the face of God for a, about a decision or on a choice you want to make to see that God leads you, God guides you in that decision. And that at the end of the day, what you are doing is the will of God is something that's acceptable to God. Everything you are trying to do is that you are trying to work in good work as it is ordained. So Paul established that in chapter 1. And then when he gets to chapter 2 of Ephesians, he was now talking about us who are no longer working in good work, whom God redeemed, quickened, awakened to himself so that we can work in good work. When he now got to chapter 3, he prayed for us in the end of chapter 3 that we will be, let's see the prayer so that, because this prayer that Paul prayed in chapter 3 of Ephesians will help you and hide. Look at, the, look at his prayer. Ephesians chapter 3. From verse 16. He said that 
he would grant unto you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with what? By spirit in the hidden mind. You see the purpose of the Holy Spirit in yours now? To do what? For good work. So the Holy Spirit is given you to be able to work in good work. Praise God. Jesus died so that you can work in good work. God showed you mercy so that you can work in good work. And like I said, good work means his pleasure. Good work means his will. Good work means everything to his glory. Did you get that now? The Bible says in, in Revelation chapter 4 verse 11, it said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive what? Glory, honor, and praise. For thou hast created everything for good work. Hello? God has created everything for what? Good work. So, we're born for good. I was born for good. Just that good work will not save us. Good work minus Christ is rubbish to God. But good work plus Christ is glory to God. Did you get that? So, you saw, you, that's the reason why when Jesus Christ came, that's how God anointed Jesus Christ with Holy Ghost and power. He went about what? Doing good. Praise God. And everything in that good, doing good, is good. And they glorify God. Praise God. And that's why as a Christian, you must understand that while we are not to live for certain things, it does not mean that those things are bad in themselves. They are also around because God wants to be glorified by them. Praise God. If you seek miracle at the expense of God, you have, you have, you have confused it. You have turned things upside down. But as you walk with God, you will experience miracles. In fact, you will do miracles. If you, if, you, if, you, if you doubt me, ask Apostle Paul, ask Apostle Peter. Praise God. So when the miracle that happened in the hand of Peter in Acts of chapter 3 happened, now look at the way he channeled it and make it a proper good work. Now, unlike what is happening in our generation, when miracle happened now, you make it a bad good work. Because the end of that miracle is the magnification of the man of God. Praise God. And the confinement of the child of God to chronic infanti spiritual infantilism. That depend only on the man of God because on, you see an anointing on the man of God and it's not worshiping the man of God and his anointing. Rather than growing and come to that point whereby it can be as much useful for God. Did you get that? So, you see Jesus doing good because good work is good. And in all of the good that he did, he said, my father, everything, the glory, the energy. He said, I do nothing except I see my father do, do that. So he seek his father. That was why Jesus prayed. So praying, praying is good work. Interceding for the saints, interceding for the nation is good work. Now, if you're not doing it, you are defeating the purpose of your creation. For we are the workmanship of what? Of God in Christ Jesus, created on what? Uh, singing. Uh, now, if you read Ephesians very well, and Paul kept saying, talking more about this good work, one of what he said is that, so in view of this, our new creature, let nobody lie one to another. So telling the truth one to another is good work. And then, he talked about being filled with the Holy Ghost and not being filled with wine. He talked about singing, personal, private singing and public singing. The, or, or corporate singing as good work. So all our singers are doing great good work. But you can make the good work not be good. That was why you have to check why the offering of Cain was accepted and was rejected and the offering of, of Abel was rejected. One was accepted because of the inclusiveness of Christ. And to the glory of God. And the other one was rejected because of the exclusiveness of Christ. Are you listening to me? So good work that exclude Christ and that has its end not to the glory of God. And we have to be very careful. There's a thin line. I can be preaching this morning because I want you guys to clap for me. I can be preaching genuinely because I want to impart the message of Christ that build you up. Because the whole essence of the five 
for the five of whichever we five for fourfold ministry in Ephesians is to for the building, is for the edification. Are you getting the point I'm making? Now, if as I am coming, that is not what consumes my heart. That today the saints will grow. That today the saints will develop. That this, today, somebody will not just hear me, somebody will be imparted by God and his life will take a bend towards glorifying God more. I will have just wasted my time. Listen. The same thing when it comes to singing. The same thing when it comes to drama. The same thing when it comes to ministry. And all that. The same thing when it comes to you as a wife in the house. Why do you love your wife? I love my wife because Christ loved me. Oh, she's beautiful. Okay. She's gentle. Great. But if Jesus, I, I think what Jesus has said, if you love the people that love you, then how are you different from the Gentiles? Hello? If you walk in your if you walk in your office for the same reason why other colleagues walk, then how are you different from them? We have a different agenda, we have a different objective, and we have a different endpoint for all that we do. And we must get it all clear and be, and be focused and concentrate on that no matter what we do and wherever we find ourselves. Praise God. Are you with me? Now, I remember traveling to South Africa one day. And I took about a hundred messages of the flight of the shelter along. Now, we use it in Africa in our church. It does not use it in Africa. I remember I going to USA at the time, about a hundred messages. Going to the UK at the time, a hundred messages. Now, if, like I said, why am I doing that? I could have taken mine. Are you listening to me? Could you interpret that? Could you interpret And then, in the word of our mothers and fathers, who told you that? Are you listening to me? Christ is my head and your head. How would you like me? Are you listening to what I'm trying to say? So we should quit the might and the legend that draw us back, that hold us back from going all out to do good work. And here is the man also like that. That's why I don't need to talk to you to tell you about the philosophy. A man totally sold out to the cause. is my best friend of all time. By the way, he has positively influenced my life. The best friend of all time. Sometimes it will be my senior brother. Sometimes my colleague. Sometimes my mentor. Sometimes my teacher. Play all those roles. You know why I'm able to receive him? You know why? Because humility is good work. Dr. Jimmy can pick you sometimes and speak to you and say, are you my father? Aren't we friends? You know what I'm trying to say? But you don't look at things, I just tell people, you don't look at people, what, the way people say things. Look at the message they pass across. I don't know. I'm not saying, did you get that now? Oh my God. Did you get that? Why do you love your wife? Why do you love your friends? Why do you love the people you love? Is it because of the good work they are doing in your life or because of the good feeling they are creating around you? There's a, there's a two different things. Somebody can make you feel good and then or Praise God. Madam, do you understand that? Because you look like you're not from here. Praise God. Are you listening to me? 
The reason why people cannot take rebuke is because they don't know that rebuke is a good work. It's a good thing. And the person that is rebuking, correcting you is doing a good job. I don't know if you understand something. And it is because we are a phone-driven generation. That is why we want everything to be phone, phone, and phone. Look at Paul. After he has done the theological layout or framework of the new man, the man that is born, and the reason why this man is born, he starts from chapter 4, talking about the good work in church. That we are many. And one of the things he said that we should submit to one another. Hello? We should not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. So that our corporate good will be achieved. And that's where today you see I'm of Paul, I am of Apollos. Meanwhile, we're all in the same. Why Paul said we are diverse, he said we should be united, but our unity does not have to be uniformity. We should be united in that which undergird our hearts. We should be united in that which is the end of all our activity. We should be united in that which is the definition of all our activity, good work. Praise the Lord. So good work means the will of God. It means what? Pleasure. What does it mean? It also means what the Bible refers to as at this to faith in Second Peter chapter one, verse five. Let's see. Second Peter chapter one, verse five. Second Peter chapter one and verse five. Glory to God. I hope somebody is getting this. Second Peter chapter 1, and then we'll read verse 5. Let's see. He said, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith. What? The good work also means virtue. We're saved by faith, by, by grace through faith. So add to that what? Virtue. Praise God. Another translation says, Excellence. Excellent behavior. Excellent job where you work. Excellent approach to life. Say, add to your faith what? And to what? Knowledge. Get good knowledge. It's good work. You know that without good study, without devotional study, you cannot get knowledge of what? Knowledge of Christ. Praise God. Knowledge of what? And also, what again? Good work also means what? Temperance, self-control is good work. Be self-control. The Bible says, the, hang, the wrath of a man does not work the righteousness of God. Of, of God. Did you understand that? Now, you know that what? When I am hot, I should self-control. I should be self-control. I should be temperate. Good work. Praise God. It also means what? Eh? Patience. Good work. What does it mean again? Godliness. Now, that's the angle that the church has emphasized the most and overemphasized. Patience is good work. Hello? And what again? Brotherly kindness. To be kind to one another in church is what? And then what again? To, be, to, be, to express love to people outside the fold. Good work. These are the work that explain the good work that we were born to exhibit. Now, in Ephesians chapter 4, Good work is ministry. That's why he gave us gifts for ministry. He gave apostles. He gave prophets. Good work. Praise the Lord. Good work. 
So, let nobody come to church and you're just a receiver of the message and enjoyer of our music without commitment to doing something in church. Are you listening to me? I, I mean in church. Because today, all of us are meaning still want to be outside the church. Let me say that what we do outside the church is mission. What we do in church is ministry. Because ministry is serving one another. It is the good thing to serve. Look at the person on the camera. He's serving us. Serving the audience that are online. Look at the person that beats the drum. He's serving. Look at the person on the keyboard. He's serving. Look at Pastor K, a medical doctor, and our pastor here is serving. I know of a church that every member of that church that has the opportunity to travel, one of what is uppermost in their heart is to start the branch of that church. And that's why they are almost they are everywhere. Now, it is a development of this art. That good work is not only in the marketplace. It's both in the marketplace and in the church and through the church. Praise the Lord. You don't have to be called into the fivefold ministry before you realize that you are a minister. All of us are ministers. Like our Lord Jesus Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve Others. We are called to serve one another. So in whatever way you are gifted, and he said it, said, though we are many, we are one body, and all of us are given different measure of grace, it is good to realize your measure of grace and do good work with your measure of grace in the church. It is good to realize your measure of grace and do mission with your measure of grace outside the church. Praise the Lord. Did you get that? Good work. That's why we are born. That's why we were recreated. God gave a good job to Adam in the Garden of Eden. After he made him, he planted the Garden eastward of Eden. And then put Adam there and gave him good work to do there. And what is the good work? Dress this garden and keep it. When we become recreated, it render us as light of the world and salt of the heart. Now let's put, let's pull out those two words. Dress to light, keep to what? Salt. One of what we will sought to do is to preserve, is to keep something from decadence. So in Jesus rendering us as the salt of the heart and the light of the world, still look to me like the job that God gave to Abraham in returning back to us in Christ. I don't know if you understand that. And he now said, let your light so shine before men. Hello? So that they see your good work and glorify what? Even in giving, Apostle Paul said that, that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So that you having sufficient in all things may do what? Good work. And that good work will cause thanksgiving to abound to God. The thanksgiving of many. The thanksgiving of many. If nobody, if nobody give you anything for good work, in as much as they are grateful to God that God ordered their steps your way, God has taken the glory. You have done good work. That you have lived the purpose of your existence. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You need to understand our terrible condition. Now sometimes when we use the word salvation to describe our escape, rather than rescue, he put a religious cap on our head and he overshadowed the true meaning of what Jesus did for us. But imagine a building, 25-story building on fire. Fire is everywhere. And the only available space is where you are. The fire has not engulfed. 
But you know the fire will soon get there. And then you are perplexed. You are already saying your last prayer. All of a sudden, an helicopter break through the roof. And the ladder came down. Or some, something break the roof. And the ladder came down with an helicopter. And then all you need to do is to hang on it. And the helicopter take you out of that danger. That was what Jesus did for us. It was a rescue. It was a deliverance. It was help in our hotter helplessness. And that was a good work. You remember? The angel that announced his arrival. They said, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace of the good will of God towards men. Good work is expressing good will. Somebody has to say thank you. Are you listening to me? Can you say, look at all that I did. You cannot even say thank you. Okay, okay, what? You're saying that with all I did, he did not even give the glory to me. And since I don't get the glory on this one, I won't do another one. That's what you're trying to say. But that's not why you were created. He brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light that we can sh- bring what? Praise and glory to him. And we must show forth his praise. Are you with me? Good work. What is good work? James painted it this way. He said, your brother was hungry. And you say, the Lord bless you. The Lord increase you. The Lord make you abound in good. Go with empty stomach, head with every blessing. <laughs> he said, show me your faith. And I will show you my own, my good work. If you look at Acts of Apostles, the Holy Church, you will see a clear definition of how good work advanced the cause of Christ and would advance the cause of Christ. You know that on the day that the Holy Ghost came, which was also the day of the inauguration of the church, nobody expected it. Nobody prepared for it. Are you listening to me? God only knew his agenda and fulfilled it on that day. People came for a carnival from all over the world. They are prepared for the numbers of days they will spend. They are pots, their flask, and everything were ready. They were going to spend five days. And then the apostles were praying, waiting for the promise of the Father. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost came. He made a big noise, heavy noise that attracted people from everywhere. You see, sometimes you need to think and pause on these things. And they all came. What is happening? I must say, and they were all hearing the speaking in tongue in their language. And what were they hearing? The apostles were speaking in tongue, were giving praise to God. And everybody was hearing that. And then Peter took it from there and preached Christ. And 3,000 people was added. I mean, became born again. Now, you can see how big the carnival is. And so, 120 people became 3,120. And the apostles, and these people, because of the new salvation that occurred to them, they desire to hear more. As newborn babes, Desire the sincere milk of the world. And the Bible says all them that believe were together. And they continue in the apostles' doctrine. We're baking bread. Now, you know what? In a matter of time, there are some people who actually planned for five days were already spending ten days. They, were, they ran out of resources. The, those who came from far. So the Jewish residents, the ones that are residents, were selling their land. We're bringing their resources so that the church can have to take care of these things. The church, 120 people, now 3,000 plus, at a point in time, 5,000 plus. So, there was no resources to take care of them. 
So the peace of the issue of they brought things to the apostles' doctor. There was no offering basket. There was no fire. So they brought it to where the apostles is. That some people had made a mess up today. And, and when I'm preaching, you bring money to my feet. That's not this. Are you with me? They brought those things. Where would they? The church was just starting. There was no organization. There was no formation. There was nothing like treasury side and all that. So they brought those things there. They sold their good. What was the aim? Good work. And nobody will lack in this place. That the people that didn't bring enough will not suffer for not bringing enough. Why? Because God started a job that we all must be part of. So when people, come, when that's why brotherly kindness was spoken about and charity was also spoken about. And he said, as much as lies within you, give especially to the household of faith. The healthy believer was giving to the household of faith. Let nobody tell you don't give to the church. There are a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things on the social media. Don't give to the church. I'd rather give my this, I'll give my that to the poor. I'd rather, the Bible commands both. And both are good work. Are you listening to me? Both. Not one. If there be, be one-sided, don't let us take us into another one-sidedness. Both. The church was sustained because people gave to the early church. And they gave as much as selling their land, selling their property. Those who have gave to see that those who do not have and there was equity in the church. Good work. You see how good work we make this church grow. You see how good work we advance the cause of Christ. You see how good work we make you a great witness for God. You know what? The bad works that we see around was an actually is advertising the devil. That's why people say, ah, the devil. You see somebody behead somebody's head, the devil. Nobody will say God. Hello? And you know, in Ephesians chapter 2, it, was, it said, the spirit that walketh in children of disobedience. So if the devil is advertising himself through bad work, how much more God will also advertise himself and be a witness to himself through good work. So I conclude this morning. You are the workmanship of Christ. Of God created in Christ Jesus. For what reason? Good work. Now, you know what? God is a factory owner. The factory is Jesus. What he's producing in it is you and I for the good of the consumer. So, all the good work that he wants you to give, he wants people to consume it and give glory to him, not to you. So, even when People say thank you. No problem. When they don't say thank you, no problem. The thank you is not your motivation. The glory of God is your motivation. For thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and praise. For thou art created all things. And when all things that was created was also out from being able to do good work. You know what? God recreated. Now look at it. When God made Adam and Eve, he blessed the two of them. But before he did that, he formed man from the clay. He breathed into them the breath of life, the Holy Ghost, the Zoe of God, before he commanded the blessing. Because, the, you notice, the order, the, for, he formed. All right? He gave life before he blessed. Nobody, nobody, no matter how much he has, can bless this world like you. Who he has redeemed. And whom he has also filled with his spirit. And as I said, by that empowers you to do good works that is not for self-aggrandizement, but for his glory. Look at how money exchange hands in political service. For what? Not to the glory of God, but to the furthering of political ambition. But when things exchange hands in the church, it is to be the glory of God. And when the cloud of his glory is filled with his blessing of his glory, he releases more upon the earth. I don't know if you understand that. And you guess what? He blessed them, be fruitful. 
and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. He tells us, before another man was given birth to, the fall took place. So, what God gave man that should be reproduced was yanked out. So, when man started to reproduce, it was reproduced inferior qualities of that which should be mass produced. Did you get that? And to give us a sample of what we are producing, the first man came was the sample. So we got and produced real. Are you getting my point? But God said there will always be an alternative. That was what he was showcasing. Through Cain. The question here as I close, who taught Cain what to bring? Sorry, who taught Abel what to bring that was, that was now marked right? Should Abel has not gone the same way that Cain went. Who taught him? It is God that works in us. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So this message of grace didn't start in the New Testament. It started all along. As God by his grace has always guided men in the path of good work. I was told in the primary school that Cain brought rotten things from the farm. And Heber brought the fathers of calf. But that's not the truth. What was simply happening is that God was the first person who performed sacrifice in the garden. And it was blood along the line of the covering of sin and the redemption. So without the shedding of blood, there's no remission for sin. So when Heber brought vegetable, I mean, veg, I mean vegetation, that was not the pattern of the sacrifice that is according to Christ who was slain ever before the foundation of the earth. So Hebel did the sacrifice according to that pattern. That is what is called the inclusiveness of Christ. In Cain, we have the exclusiveness of Christ. In Hebel, we have the exclusiveness of Christ. Everything that is not found in Christ, because even in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, the Bible says that it will gather all together in one, in Christ Jesus. So good work is only acceptable in Christ. And it is only glorifying to God when those of us who do good work in Christ do it with the glory of God in mind. God bless you. We shall we stand to our feet. Lord, also thank God Almighty for what, he has, what we have learned this morning. This is what I was born to be. It's a song that I was born to be a sanctuary. I don't know if you know this one. I was born to be a sanctuary.